For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening. It is April 1st, 2015, April Fool's Day. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name, and we're here right now again to talk about the only true asset protection program anywhere in the world. There's nothing else to compete with it from any other country. Um, we have a special guest tonight, and... Uh, uh, it's my privilege to uh, bring on for our Canadian clients and friends and guests the um, one of the five, probably in, in my opinion and, the, and in the opinion of many other tax professionals in Canada, uh, Ed Gilmore is the guru, the, the Bill Tully of Canada. And uh, we've, I've had the, had the privilege to first meet him a few years ago in Calgary. We became good friends since that point. He became... Uh, somewhat enamored with our program that we could do what we do and it's just been a matter of of turning things uh, getting things uh, point all pointed all the arrows pointed in the right direction there's a little bit difference there's a little bit difference to the tax laws in Canada than there is in the US so for the next 10-15 uh, minutes uh, it'll give you a brief uh, uh, synopsis of the pro what he how he feels about the program and its tax benefit not just tax benefit its benefits to the Canadian people we, remember, we do not do taxes. That's people like Ed and, and other tax professionals in Canada. But it's my pleasure to introduce Ed Gilmore. Go ahead, Ed. Uh, thank you, Mike. And it's uh, been a great pleasure to uh, be working with you over these last uh, several years and, um, and going into the full depth of uh, this program. Uh, as, a, as a tax professional, I would say it's one of the best, if not the best, uh, asset protection program one could ever uh, want to, uh, to get involved in. Uh, it's 100% it's uh, asset protection. It's forest state planning and, um, uh, and, and future planning for, uh, for individuals. It definitely protects their assets from undue uh, creditors or undue uh, individuals that would like to try and uh, take away your assets uh, and your um, hard-earned dollars. Um, let's give me a little bit about, I am a, a Canadian. I'm a Canadian uh, tax uh, expert. I have a practice uh, in the Toronto GTA area and clients all across Canada. Uh, if you want to find a little bit about me, you can Google, Google me or uh, look, just uh, Google E.G. Gilmore and Associates uh, and... Uh, a little bit of my background, I've been in practice for almost 35 years. I was with the CRA for in excess of 15 years. I was one of the uh, senior auditors, uh, investigators. I went right through the whole chain of command at CRA. Uh, in fact, was one of the authors of what was called the Tom Manual, which is technically the Taxation Operational Manual, uh, which um, is to follow to this day. Um, what I have been doing is... is is tax uh, tax experiences and tax uh, positions for 
my clients against CRA because here in Canada, the Income Tax Act is one of the most uh, uh, intimidating acts uh, known to mankind. And um, without knowledge of it, it becomes uh, an intimidating uh, proposition between client, um, taxpayer, and the CRA. What uh, this program does, basically, um, it protects your assets uh, from any undue um, actions that any agency, be it government, uh, be it municipal, be it uh, creditors, uh, be it uh, courts, uh, protecting you from uh, them seizing or um, acquiring, uh, frankly, if you look at what is happening in the the banking community, these bankers are stealing the money from you. Uh, so this is what this program does. It definitely is um, a way to protect your asset and for the uh, amount of money that uh, Michael is charging people to get involved in this program, it's uh, something that is to be, um, uh, to be commended by him because these types of uh, programs or this type of methodology would be well in the... Um, Twenty to forty thousand dollars, and only available to the uh, fairly wealthy or the uh, well-to-do individual. But he certainly brought it down to the uh, uh, common folk. And so, my purpose on the call and with Canadian clients is, I look at it where this is not a tax strategy, but what it is protection of your assets against any possible tax actions. Um, and each case, of course, would be individually determined because of the nature of each taxpayer is different. But anyways, that's a little bit about my background. I've uh, been with Michael. I've, uh, I've toured with Michael in several uh, several centers across Canada. I have not made any uh, presentations with him in America. met him in Buffalo. We've met in Calgary. We've met uh, in Oakville, Peterborough, uh, Toronto. So um, I've been in the circuit with him. He's a great friend. Uh, I look forward to seeing him again in 30 days in Oakville. We were, um, it was a well-received room. It was very hot, um, but we, uh, we survived. And uh, if any Canadians are on the, on the line and have any questions, I'm, I'm available. So I'm going to, I guess I mute myself now, and uh, I'm over and out, uh, Michael. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Ed, hold it. Don't go out yet. Okay. You there? Okay. Yep. Hey, if you would comment a minute about uh, what we do, which is uh, living your life as a business, and how that uh, that does uh, provide black and white legal tax benefits to people that are living their life as a corporation or something, rather than as an individual, where they really have no tax benefits and they're they're just uh, extremely vulnerable to anybody. But if you could mention a second how living your life as a business enables you to certain, you know, when, once you're your home is protected through the trust and stuff. You can deduct a new roof and, and different things that are available when you're living your life as a business versus as just an individual. Well, well, what you're saying there is what you've done is because you're signing a uh, private contract, any anything that goes on really is a is between you and the contractor. Private contracts, uh, uh, this is a private contract, and being such is protected under the contract rules. But what you're contracting to do is you're changing your status from an individual to be a, um, uh, a entity that is going to be managed by these by these trusts. So therefore, the, uh, as the manager of the trust and uh, 
what you have done is you have um, you you have given up uh, you, you may have given up the assets, but you don't give up control because of the certificates that you receive. So you retain control uh, within uh, within the organization. And um, what Michael is saying is, as the manager of these um, assets, it is your duty to maintain these assets. And in order to maintain these assets, uh, you may have to spend some money in order to maintain the asset in a respectable way uh, to protect the uh, assets, uh, assets that are in the that are in uh, the trust. So that's what he's saying is living your life as a business as opposed as an individual because you have a duty to make sure that all assets are, 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 are in the program are maintained at an adequate level. So that's what he means by um, operating as a, living your life as a business. Perfect. Thank you, Ed. Ed, thank you for taking the time tonight to come on the call. I really appreciate it, and I'm getting good responses over the, the uh, computer. They're, they're glad to see you here and listen to you and hear you, and they, they really had a good time at the, the ones that could hear really had a good time at the seminar. So with that, I thank you, my friend. You can now mute out and relax, and uh, 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 I'll see you in about 30 days, but I'll talk to you in the, in the interim, okay? Okay, have a good one. Thanks very much, Mike. You too, brother. Bye-bye. Um, okay, we've got, uh, uh, okay, Irene, that was you. When you're over, when are we going to go over the Green Book again? Um, within the next couple calls, we'll do the Green Book again, so everybody's uh, wherever. And Luke, how are you? Uh, good to hear from you. Um, um, I'm glad you enjoyed the seminar. We hope you see here guest uh, LEC Toronto underscore one. The Oakville seminar was great. Thanks to Michael, Ed Gilmore, and all who made it possible. And one of the things you guys really had a treat was Dr. Cal Streeter. Um, I got so many compliments about his little 20-minute talk, 25-minute talk. And uh, he, was just, he was just great. He always is. Um, I, I, he was tickled to death when I told him we were coming back in 30 days. But then when I told him he was going to have to pay his own way this time, he got a frown. No, I'm teasing him about it. I, I did tell him that, and then I, right away I saw the frown on his face. So I, I told hey, no, no, don't worry about it. So anyway, I have uh, we've got some questions on here, guys, and I will get in on the computer, and I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, I know there's somebody in Ohio that has their hand raised. I'm going to click on you and let you come in before I really get started here. But if you've got a question, just make it short and sweet, okay? Okay, Ohio, you're on the call. Who is this? I guess there's nobody there anymore. Okay, you're off the call. Uh, you're muted again. All right, and I will get to everybody's questions to type them in um, by uh, via computer. Um, but we've got some things that, you know, my friend, something came up today that affects every single one of us more than you can even imagine right now. It's just starting to grow. U.S., Canada, all the countries involved in the International Monetary Fund, and it's the government's program, and I'm going to have a full, um, this is going to be my talking points next month, uh, next next month, next Monday, but I want to go over it. I want to give you a, a brief idea, guys. You've heard me talk about this before, and so I'm just going to read a little bit about this before we get started on the questions. It said in, the, in, a, in his latest State of the Union address, Obama shocked Congress with his proposal to tax college savings plans to pay for his new programs. His proposal is nothing more 
than confiscation through taxation, and it comes on the heels of a number of alarming government programs to confiscate citizen savings and retirement. The United States, and guys, this is Canada just as well. They're right exactly involved with this whole thing. They're doing the exact same thing. The United States and governments across the globe are increasingly turning to private wealth confiscation in order to manage their massive debts and maintain their power structure. <clears throat> Throughout America, police seize cash from innocent citizens without ever charging them with a crime. Bankers conspire with the IRS and with the CRA to seize the accounts of innocent citizens with no notification, no court order, and no charge of crimes. The International Monetary Fund possesses global wealth comp- proposes global wealth confiscation as a means of funding bankrupt governments, and Congress passes controversial new laws to make your savings and retirement a prime target for confiscation. So if you want to protect your hard-earned savings, the time to act is now. Um, guys, that's just the first paragraph. I'm going to, going to discuss this in detail next Monday. Don't miss this call. It'll probably be one of the most important, if not the most important, out of the hundreds of calls we've done so far. It'll probably be the most important call I've ever done. The world's changing, my friends, and, and if you don't change along with it, if you just sit back and keep doing what you're doing rather than get yourself protected now, regardless of the RV, now, if there's nothing you can do until after the RV, fine. But if you've got the means and you're just putting it off because you think, hey, everything's cool, I'm doing fine, I've got a, I've got a business that's successful, I've got money in my bank accounts, I've got money in my, in my uh, corporation, I've got money in my life insurance, annuities, and investments. Guys, you're kidding, only one person, and that's yourself. They're going to nail you. Take my word for it. They're going to nail you. Just like in uh, Palm Beach, in uh, Palm Beach, um, whatever, the, whatever the city was in Panama Beach, Florida the other day, the night before that, those shootings happened, the sheriff came on the Hannity show, and he warned everybody that this is going to get totally out of hand. There's going to be people getting hurt real bad. And everybody, including the, basically the government in the city of uh, Panama Beach, just kind of ignored him and blew it off. And the next day, seven people were shot at a, at a gathering. And uh, any parents that would allow their kids to go there for spring break, it, it, they're a joke. They shouldn't even be a parent. They should take their kids away from it. If my kids say, well, I'm 18 or 19 and I can do what I want, you know, fine. You do what you want. You move out of my house the day you get back and you get yourself a job. I'm not paying for your college anymore. We've got way too lax with with uh, uh, child raising, and not all of them. There's some really good kids. There's kids that go out on um, spring break and they do they help build homes for the needy. They do all these good things that unfortunately you don't hear about. Then you hear about the clowns that go down there and just get drunk beyond the recognition. They get they, they use drugs. They uh, uh, everything is just out of control. And if one of your kids are that, they deserve what they get. That's all I can say. I don't have any mercy for somebody like that. So anyway, I'm going to get into that next week, guys. Don't miss that. Don't mix, miss next Monday's call. Bring your friends because you're all subject to losing everything in a heartbeat, okay? All right. Um, what I want to – tonight's a night for questions, and I'm going to go over – uh, some of the questions that are on the computer right now, 
next next Monday will be uh, illegal confiscation of your funds, and it's happening all over Canada, U.S., Germany, France, England, Australia. It's happening in every country that's part of the international, and they're doing it to get money for Greece and Spain and and Italy and all the countries that are absolutely bankrupt. The United States is bankrupt, and, and they're doing it under the table. So we don't even know what happens when all of a sudden you go to your checking account or your savings account, and it's been diminished by half or whatever. Then you'll start wondering and crying the blues, but there is a solution. Okay. So with that, first I'm going to answer some questions that are on the computer here. Uh, I have a Canadian RRSP account, Registered Retirement Savings Plan. I'm assuming that's like the uh, Social Security in the U.S. Uh, this is from Guest 23. When I got the STS program, I did list the RRSP account number on Schedule B4. Okay. I now have received a check in my name and want to add these new funds to the same RRSP account number. Um, is the procedure correct and will the add... Will the add the funds be added to protected by the STS program? Uh, yes, depending on where the funds come from, have come from. If they came from um, something that's connected to the RRSP, yeah, you can put them right in that account. But if not, the funds you can put them if they're part of a, uh, um, oh, I don't know, a lottery or a inherit an inheritance or something like that. I would put the funds right into the trust or the LLC account. You can then disperse them wherever you want. But they're 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 just as protected in the trust, if not more so, than they are in the um, in the um, RRSP account. Okay, registered retirement savings plan. I got to remember that. Okay, um, so I, any place you put them in the in the LLC account, and if you've created a Canadian corporation, if you put them, if you put them in that, they're all protected by the by the um, STS program. You've contractually and irrevocably transferred the funds to the program, so they're protected. Nobody can touch them, and all you'll have to do would be to amend your your UCC and your PPSA liens. That's all you'll have to do to get them totally included. The wealth coaches, Bill Tully mentioned that the LLC does not file a 1041 form, just trust one. Um, what forms in Canada, if any, are required? Basically, the uh, the same thing because here's the point: LLCs do not pay taxes. They are a they are a um, just an, they're like a subchapter S corporation in the U.S. Subchapter S doesn't it, they're total pass through entities. The LLC any any profits an LLC may have is is uh, funnels to the member of the LLC. The member can be an individual, or in our case, it's the trust. The, the funds transfer by a schedule via Schedule C to the trust, and then the trust will pay the taxes on that, or it will disperse the the funds in a K1 distribution. Now it doesn't matter if you're Canadian or or U.S. If you're Canadian, and I don't know the exact number, it is um, T3 or T1 or or something. Uh, Ed has told me before, and I, I just forgot, but. Um, it disperses the funds just as the trust does to U.S. citizens in a K K1 distribution. So the um, the LLC an LLC will never pay taxes. Okay, it's always the the profits any f profits from a business LLC are are funneled into the member's account. If you're an individual, it'll go to you as an individual, and it will be part of your uh, 1041. And if you're an individual, it will be taxed as a as income when you receive that. However, 
If it's a trust and the trust receives the funds via Schedule C from the LLC and then distributes it by K-1 distribution to the beneficiaries of the trust, it's considered an investment, which saves you about 15.2% tax, uh, tax base because you don't have to pay the FICA. Okay, so there's many, many benefits. But um, yeah, the, the LLC does not um, file taxes. It, it just files according to whoever the, it files on the taxes of whoever the member was. Now, a number of people have asked me recently too, Mike, what do I have to file taxes in uh, on the uh, trust if there was no income? Remember, our program is set up. The basis of it is just a protective entity. It's just put together. To, uh, to protect your assets. And, and you initially transfer the assets to, to Trust One, and then to put you in a, to give you a second layer of protection and privacy, so to speak, but to basically to put you in a more friendly business environment and to start living your life as a business, Trust One then creates an LLC, and basically because nobody knew what a pure contract was in the United States. And they still don't. Uh, those in the statutory world still don't. They don't even take the time to learn for the most part. And I'm very, I get, I'm very disgusted with a lot of the professionals in the U.S. They just say it's a scam or whatever until I send them a list of court cases and then they realize they've missed out on something. So anyway, yeah, LLC does not file taxes. Um, in, uh, in, in Canada, that's where you would check with your, um, your, your Canadian uh, tax professional. Ed Gilmore, he can help you right. He can help you with that right away. He knows exactly what to do. And also, I've had people call me and ask me about the FATCA. And Ed, I don't know if I'm correct on this, but I did read some stuff, and what I, we're going to talk about it more next Monday. The guys, the the, um, the banks really don't have a clue either. I just somebody just sent me the forms required by um, Bank of Montreal, I believe it is. I'm not uh, Royal Bank of Canada, one of the others. And, and it, because it's a trust, they want to know all about it. Understand, because this trust was was just created in the U.S., but it's you're you're living in Canada as a Canadian citizen. Uh, it, it's not a U.S. document. It's transferred to you. You'll notice that the, the address change uh, on your documents is your address wherever you live, and. Um, um, so it's a, it's everything transpires in Canada. There's no double taxation whatsoever. Unfortunately, the banks and it's all part of this conspiracy, as far as I'm concerned, to find out more and more about you. I've got a copy. It's not the best copy, but I'm going to put together a template so that anybody that's going to a bank that does require. And we haven't got these from all banks. TD, um, uh, no uh, Scotia Bank, and now Bank of Montreal. Three of them. But I would imagine they're all going to do it because they want to know who you are, who's got that money, and um, and that's the key thing you're going to learn next Monday: the the benefits of not of having your assets not within your citizenship. Okay, not within your citizenship. That's where they've got you right by the throat. Okay. So anyway, uh, let's see what's next. Uh, what forms in Canada? That's that's uh, the. If you've got a, uh, if you're using a, a um, tax professional in Canada that doesn't know the simplicity of filling out a trust form, tax form, and I don't know which number it is, that would be in Canada, Ed knows that very well, then you better look at it, either get him educated or look at another tax professional, okay? The added funds be protected by this STS program. Yep, 
that oh I see this is from guest twenty three. Guest twenty three again uh, regarding Canadian pension plan and old age security payments from the government. Should we use the personal banking account number? Should we use our personal banking account? Nope. If it's in your personal bank account, you've got to protect it with the lien. But why even open up that that can of worms? If it's in yours, they think they can take it. They may end up uh, freezing your account, garnishing your account. Um, You'll end up having to get an attorney. Any money that goes into your um, from your pension plan or your old age security payments, um, go to the if if you've got them direct deposited. Um, change the account. You don't have to give them the new name. You don't tell them it's an LLC account or it's a trust account. You just tell them, you go there and say, hey, I went to form to, to I want to deposit this in uh, this year new account number. You don't say it's a trust or an LLC. You just give them the routing number and the bank account number. And we've had hundreds and hundreds of people do that. And now all of their, all of their um, um, Payments are going in, or, or yeah, their payments are being directed strict right into the trust account and the LLC account, where nobody can link that to you. You've assigned that over to the trust and the LLC. Okay. Now, a very important thing came up the other day, and um, with assignment regarding assignment of income, and I want to I want to make a point of this. You do, and I've said it on calls many times, I say it on whenever the question comes up in seminars, I mention it, you do not assign all of your income to the trust. Okay, you can, you can, you, they, everybody knows you need to buy groceries, you need to buy clothing, you need to buy personal items, and, and some of you have bills on a personal basis that have to be paid as well. Every bill you've got cannot be paid by the LLC or the trust. Those pertaining to the uh, to the business can to the trust or the LLC maintenance on on assets that are owned or your home or whatever, but not everything. You've got to keep enough money out to qualify to to pay your bills. Okay, guys. So, um, and we do have a Canadian client that again I used this example before and I'm going to revert back to it. He's a Canadian client that um, um, he did assign his income about 80%, and let's just say that it was $1,000 a week, and he was going to be um, garnished 25%, which would be $250 a week or $1,000 a month. He assigned uh, 90% of his income, which left $100, and when when the CRA came after him and he gave him the paperwork, and they had to go along with it. There's a, there's a very interesting law, uh, case law out there that says the IRS, i.e. the CRA, taxing authorities, they cannot change the rules when, it, when the benefits go to the, to the taxpayer rather than themselves, okay? They can't do that. It's not, you know, the courts have been very, very blunt on that. Um, so they are now, instead of taking $250 a week, they're taking $25 a week. Instead of $1,000 a month, they're getting $100 a month. Guys, this program is so powerful, but if you don't have it going for you, and if you don't um, if you don't get everything filled out properly, if you don't come to the Monday night calls and learn, if you want to just set it in a drawer somewhere like you do your life insurance and your automobile insurance, that's fine, you do it. But when the problems come up, uh, don't come running to us because you, you get all the information you would ever need on these Monday night calls. You can... Send me an email, and I will discuss your questions on the Monday night call, okay? Uh, regarding Katie, okay, 
So don't put it in your personal account. There it's exposed. They can go into into your account and see what you've got in there at any time. Put it in your trust account or your LLC account. Or if instead of an LLC, you're using a Canadian corporation, you create a Canadian corporation, a provincial corporation, and uh, put it in that account. Okay? And, and just so the... Uh, so Trust One is the uh, shareholder of that account. Uh, to receive these payments or use Trust One or Provincial Corporation Banking Account numbers to receive these funds from the government. Let's see, regarding Canadian, okay, account number to receive these payments or use Trust One. Okay, I just discussed all that. Okay, we've got Tom Bowie here with a question. Yeah, it's changing and most people don't know how much it'll change. You're right. And neither do you and neither do I. We just know that it's going to keep changing because the country, uh, the overwhelming majority of the countries around the world that we put our trust and faith in the government um, are bankrupt. They've, they've totally blown it. They've, they've misused our trust. And guys, guess what? It's been that way for 5,000 years probably, back since the time of Noah, which is why God said, get me our, we're going to get rid of the junk. And he got rid of, there was only eight. And you know, I, I, I read in several different areas and listened to talks about it. Every made, every culture, 200 and some cultures around the world, different countries and places, they all back in their, in their um, old stories have a story about eight people that were saved on a boat uh, from the Great Flood. I thought, man, that was really interesting. And, uh, okay, the 1041... Filing deadline is April 15th. If not filed on time and no income was earned, is there a late... No, if no income was earned... Now, check with your Canadian. Again, uh, James or Coral, whoever this is, um, check with your Canadian authorities. Uh, Ed, Ed, um, Ed Gilmore knows the answer to that. Uh, in the 1041 in the U.S., we don't have... If, you didn't, if, if the trust didn't earn any income, it doesn't have to file. And if it didn't earn income over $600, it does not have to even file. No penalties, nothing. It just doesn't file. I've been told that, um, that by Ed that, or somebody that, that in Canada, there is still a filing requirement. Now, the trust being um, you know, U.S. basis, but it's transferred up to Canada, so you're going to have to go by the Canadian laws. But keep in mind... Forget the taxes. Do what you got to do up there. But this program is about protecting your assets. Um, if you want to bring, make it into a business entity and live your life as a business, you're still going to have to pay taxes. If we, we've got certain benefits in the U.S. that uh, you don't have in Canada, and you've got certain benefits in Canada that we don't have in the U.S., but we've got to abide by whatever the rules are, black and white, no gray areas. And that's what I really admired about about both Bill Tully and Ed Gilmore. They, they've got the solutions, my friends, and they don't go into the gray areas, okay? So find out with your tax professional up there. Talk with Ed. Um, become a client of his. He'll work for you. And um, uh, find out from him exactly what the laws are. I don't want to give anybody any misguided information because I'm not a tax authority in the U.S., and I'm certainly not in Canada. So, but we try to bring the people on board. It's it's been a process, an ongoing process, and it's evolved. Okay, when the routing number is changed, the bank will notice the different name on the account and send the money back. Will it not? I don't know. We've had a lot of people do that, and they haven't had any problems. Usually, if you just deal with a clerk, um, 
we do, the routing number just pertains to the bank, whatever bank it is. That, that says it's Chase Bank or Wells Fargo or TE or CIBC. That's all that designates. Um, the account number is the one that will be different, and most of the I haven't heard of anybody say that they they um, they dissolved it because it was in a different account. Um, just give them the uh, routing number, and the uh, and if guess what if they do if they if a bank would somewhere along the line fail to respond to that, no problem. Then you just assign the income. You make sure you've got your assignment incomes done from within the first week of when you received your physical. Trust documents. Okay, get it done with. If you don't get it done your first week, you're a fool. Um, this is your protection, and I can't protect you if you don't have your shield up. Okay, if your shield's leaning up against your leg, and somebody throws a spear at you, you're dead. Okay, that's blunt this way I can think of. I've given you an example, I guess. So, if that's the case, you do the assignment of income. You get the money into your personal account. We've got the assignment of income for that account, Schedule B four. But you've not scheduled before. You've got an assignment of income there, and um, you can give a copy to your bank if you want, just to let them know that your income into this account has been assigned um, to a trust, and uh, you get the money put in your account, and you immediately, maybe you can even set up some program where the bank automatically sends everything but $100 to your trust uh, or the LLC account, okay? So it's just something you've got to work with. Every everything is different in the countries. Everything is different even among the provinces and the states. Uh, so we've just got to do what we've got to do. It's a common sense program, my friends. Bill Tully mentioned that 100% can be assigned and trust one dividends declared and placed in trust savings account to pay bills for the contractor. Um, yeah, as long as they're related to the trust, they don't just pay. If you've um, Oh, I, I can't even imagine what if you take a if you've got a credit card that you use and you go out and buy uh, five thousand dollars worth of uh, clothing. That's personal. Okay, you can't you can't pay that with the trust. I mean, you can, but it will. And Bill and, and Ed and I discussed this. You can pay that with the trust account, but it's going to be assessed as income when they do. I've used I've used on a couple occasions. I've used my my debit card from my uh, from uh, MPG for personal items when I just didn't have. For whatever reason, um, and and that was assessed as income to me. If you spend, if you buy th something personal uh, for for um, with a credit card or a debit card or a check from the trust or LLC, you can do it, but it's going to be assessed because you are the trustee or the manager, not because you're the contractor. The contractor's duties are over once they sign the program and 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 disperse all their assets to the trust. Um, okay. Who is under attack? Who is under attack? That way money is never put into a personal account to be taken. You need some, well, yeah, you're right there because Bill Tully used the example of if, if they're after you, would we give you $500 in your account where they would take it immediately or would we have the trust purchase $500 worth of groceries for, for the person? Of course, we would have them purchase the groceries, but that $500 will be assessed as as a personal income, okay? So, um, yeah, you don't have to, but there's some people, there's a lot of people out there. Everybody's not in the same ballpark you are and I am. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who still like the personal account. So so I'm not going to, we still can protect that. And, and guess what? That personal account is protected in uh, with the UCC and the PPSA liens anyway. So, But don't keep a lot of money in there. Um, James is right, the uh, or Coral. Um, 
keep the money in the other account and nobody can take it. They cannot link that to you as an owner in any way. Guest 29, in Canada, how do you put tax-free savings, RRSP, and investments into the trust? Well, you simply fill out, um, put that into uh, Schedule B-4, and I would back it up by assigning that account. Schedule B-4, you'll put the uh, the um, the RRSP name, or whatever, if it's got a special name, and you put the account number, and showing that you have... Um, you have a um, transfer, or the ownership of that is now, that account is now by Trust One, or you can do an assignment of income. If, uh, you'd probably do an assignment of income would be the better thing to do there um, for the RRSP, because that, it's really protected until, um, until you go to take it out. Then the check comes in your name, same with Social Security or pension programs in the U.S. The checks always come, or annuities, or life insurance cash values, they all come in a check that's in your name. So you want to get each one of those protected with an assignment of income. Now, you may want to put uh, 100% in the, um, in the um, life insurance cash value, 100% of an annuity. I basically um, would tell people, or I do tell people, if you're going to leave anything with money, that, you know, they know you've got, you don't want to slap them in the face. They know you need money to live on. So, so give them a bone with a little bit of meat on it. That's the best way to, to manage yourself through this program. And um, have some money out there, but have it protected properly, you know. Okay. Okay, investments into the trust. That's how you do it, though, with an assignment of income or through Schedule B4 or B5. Or no, B5 is, yeah, it's investments, okay. Now I'm going to, uh, um, I'll take this one more from uh, Majali. Canada with no taxable income, don't need to file unless you want to get medical services, etc. That agencies use tax filing info to see who is qualified. Okay, that's good. So in Canada, the trust is, I'm assuming you're telling me the trust does not have to file if it has no taxable income. And um, uh, that makes it simple. I'll double check that with Ed. He's my He's my leading guru in Canada when it comes to taxes. Can tax-free savings investments be opened by a trust? Um, of course, yeah. You can open trust trust bank accounts. You can open... Um, now, I don't know about trust because I do know I'm learning some things. For example, a, tr a real property can't be owned by a trust in Canada. Well, we've got the solution to that thanks to uh, Jerry McAlpine. He's done, he's done a lot of work for that. But... Um, I should, uh, but we can, you can open bank accounts for either the trust, the LLC, or the Canadian corporation, which of which the shareholder is the trust. And the key thing about all of these, my friends, what makes it absolutely impenetrable and solid as a rock, is the fact that we follow everything up with a with a UCC lien, most powerful lien in the world, and with the PPSA. If you're in Canada, if you're in the U.S., we follow it up with a local UCC lien. Okay. Um, let's see, wealth coaches, should a condo sale proceeds be placed in Trust One or the LLC? Um, I, myself, I put all extra cash into Trust One because from Trust One it can be dispersed. The LLC is owned by Trust One. If you go to disperse it, you can't typically just disperse it directly to uh, another LLC or a Canadian corporation from an LLC. It's a separate, it's a separate little arm sticking out there. But if you 
have everything in Trust One, you can disperse it to any of the entities owned by Trust One, which would be an LLC or a Canadian corporation, provincial corporation. When the contractor is still on land titles and under attack from creditors, um, I would check with land land titles. If you're under attack, that doesn't matter. Um, being under attack and being found guilty of something are two different things. And even if you're found guilty of something, it, they, they have to have a judgment that says, um, depending on what they're suing you for, I have a client that has six or seven businesses, and he's in Ohio. And the federal government in the U.S. was after him. And I told him, I said, you better get this program because if you don't, you're, you're going to be, uh, you're going to have a lot of, uh, they're going to go after all. They were only after one business at the time. I said, they'll, they know what you've got. And they'll come after you for punitive damages or whatever else they might want to come after you for. And um, land titles, I don't know a whole lot about that. I'm not a fan of land titles. I, if it's an independent thing, if it's something you have to do in Canada, then, then I would check with the land titles people and, and get the answer from them. Um, but when it's from creditors and stuff, uh, you can protect everything as long as it does not, there has not been a judgment and a specific, uh, it's being specific in a judgment that you, certain assets are, being, are now being held and frozen in contemplation of payment of the judgment, okay? Trust cannot open or own RRSPs, but it can own the equity of those accounts. TFSAs are also just individual, I believe. Okay, that's good, but like Glenn Beck says, the, the, the last two words, I believe. Find whoever, whoever has that question, find out for yourself. Make certain. Talk to people that you know. I never give out information unless I know for certain what I'm talking about, okay? And I learned that from Glenn Beck. Okay, I'm going to take some. Uh, I'm going to answer some of the uh, the email questions now. These people have been waiting a week and a half. Um, let's see, special income tax. Okay, the, the special income tax program. Um, we've, we're doing that, and it's only going to be available to May 15th. If you want to start your program and pay us with your tax dividends, a uh, tax return, rather, guys, we'll help you get started like that. that Something, if something happens to you between now and the RV, if that's what you're waiting for, and we can't, um, we can't, um, if something happens, we won't be able to open your program even after the RV, not just for the money, because if something happens and, and you're going to, car bad, car accident, uh, business failure, whatever it might be, where somebody's attacking you, they would say fraudulent conveyance, and I'm not going to get in the middle of that. Uh, okay, you were answering guest 23, good. Um, let's see. Have you received my STS application first mailed as one attachment on March 24th? Then again, as two attachments uh, the 29th in case I was too large to go through. I'll have to look and check with the office. I'm not positive about that. They take care of all new applications. So I'll check on it for you. Do me a favor. Send me an email, mpgprotect at aol.com, and say, Mike, I'm not sure who... I, I know that I know the email, but I just don't remember the name. Um, if you would type me in a first name, and I'll know who it is, and I'll uh, I'll check on that for you and get back in touch with you. Okay. In regard to the vehicle lien, oh, by the way, the the uh, income the, the special program for fifteen sixty five, and then the balance to be paid off. The reason we did that, we've had a lot of people, U.S. and Canada, say, that have told me over the years how they boy I should have got my trust, but instead I bought a new um, widescreen TV or we bought a new car or this or that, guys, 
there's nothing more important than this trust. You might not believe that, but you're buying new cars and TVs and new furniture and taking vacations on your income tax return when the first, you'll never be totally financially successful. The first thing, the, um, okay, got you, Jeanette. The first thing that um, uh, the super wealthy do is protect everything they've got. First thing, if they get something, if one of their trusts are out, they make sure it's protected. They don't have anything that's not protected. If you want to keep living your life the way you are now, fine. You can keep living it that way. And um, I, I've got, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not running your life. You know, you do what you want. But this is for those people who said, man, I wish I would have gotten the pay, you know, created. And I think, I think to myself, too, of, of course you do. You've been listening to the calls for six months. And uh, you still you had the money available and you blew it on something else, guys. Whether you start or, uh, for those of you that don't have a program yet, whether you start your program or not is not going to affect my life in any way, shape, or form. It will though if I find out that you lose everything because I'll feel bad for you. I really just like a doctor. I know tons of doctors now because of this program. And I've had many conversations with them, and when they tell people, hey, if you do this, this, and this you'll get better. But when the when the patient doesn't do this, this, and this, they go on about their lifestyle as usual, and six months later, they're attending their funeral. Uh, he said, we feel bad. We could have helped that person. The family wanted them around. They wanted to be around, but now they just refuse to make the changes. So I decided to put a pro, uh, on the spur of the moment, I said, I'm going to give these people an offer just to see, I'm going to give people an offer just to see how many will respond? And we've had a nice response so far. It really has, is surprising me. So if you want more information there, we don't have the actual contract put together. It's in the hands of the attorney, and he's looking dolly. And as soon as he gets back to me, we'll send it out to all of those of you who started your program according to the income tax uh, special program. So, all right. Um, let's see. Um in regards to so-and-so's property that her father who passed away died in a UCC lien. Currently, the lien that is on record with the state of Ohio, Ohio has her dad's name as the debtor um, set to expire in 2016. That property is now owned by FC, FSA, by, by their LLC. Should the LLC listed, be listed as the debtor? Yes, it should. Okay. Or should there be a new UCC file with Mary and myself as the debtors? Now, that would probably, yeah, that would probably be the best thing to do. The concern is not wanting is not wait, wanting to wanting there to be an association with the property. Correct. Yeah, I would I would just go ahead and do that. Uh, I noticed in some of the other Ohio, uh, UCCs that they have an LLC listed as a debtor. That's that's the best thing to do. Yeah, our instructions are for debtors to be the contractors. Well, that's fine because who's the uh, the, the the LLC, that, who's the owner of the LLC, my friend? You know who it is. It's them. Whoever it is, it's got the LLC listed. In this case, it's not. We want to make sure if they're going to come after anybody, they're basically going to come after you. But you can put it under the under the LLC because the LLC, the the member is not an not you. It's the trust. So don't worry about it. You've got you've got the UCC to back that. So is there something I may have missed? No, you're doing fine. I do have an income over $600. I put funds for my Social Security and my pension in the LLC to pay for all my expenses. Not Okay, you can pay for all your expenses, remember. But when you take it to have your taxes done, 
Any personal expenses will be counted as income. Uh, I retired July 2014, so that is good. I don't have to file the STS program with IRS. No, that's not what I said. If it's if it's considered personal income and it's over $600, you will have to file it. I mean, you're going to have to have to do it. The STS is not a tax avoidance or a tax evasion program in any way, shape, or form. And I don't know who's on, well, who listens to this call, and I so I'm not going to deviate from that in any way, shape, or form. I don't want somebody, well, you said that I don't have to pay taxes. That is not the case. If you're over $600 and you're paying all your bills, you can pay a lot of your bills, um, but just not the personal bills. Anything else that's pertaining to your assets or you buy a new asset or this or that, you're purchasing it, that new asset from the trust or the LLC, not as an individual. But if the if the money you spend on personal items is beyond $600, then you will have to file and you'll pay a little bit of taxes on that, okay? Hello, Michael. Hope you are well. We have not gotten our yearly fee to pay. <laughs> we do expect that soon. Well, I hope you got it, okay? I don't know how I got that in there as a question. Uh, I did have a question, and if, and, and if you haven't got it yet, just uh, send me an email and we'll get it off to you. Uh, and I appreciate that, that, that you're, you're eagerly waiting to make sure your renewal is up to date. I did have a question come to mind. My husband works in a kind of dangerous job, and I was wondering if something happened to him. God forbid. How do I get money from his life insurance that I placed into the trust? I will need it for final expenses, etc. Most funeral host homes will go to go along with you, but if you if the trust is the owner of the um, if the trust is the owner of the policy, that the only thing that does is make sure it's not part of your estate taxes. Okay, if there's an estate tax problem, um, the beneficiaries remain the same. The beneficiaries can be you, you and your kids, whoever whoever you want them to be, and they'll get their money regardless of who owns the policy. So you don't have to be concerned about that. And if you can show the funeral home that, hey, I don't have the money right now to pay for the expenses, but uh, here's the life insurance policy, they'll set up a little contract with you that when you get paid funded from the life insurance company, um, you'll pay them. I know this is kind of morbid, but I need to know, but it is a need-to-know thing. What I'm asking is, how will I make the final arrangements for his services? Go to the funeral home, they will work with you, okay? Do I take it out as a loan or what? Uh, no, you're the beneficiary. You'll get paid the money. And as soon as you get paid the money, then I would I would deposit it right back into the um, LLC or the, bank, uh, uh, the um, trust bank account, okay? Thanks for guiding me, just in case, in this just-in-case manner. I'm working. That's a good question that nobody's come up with before, so I hope uh, those of you that... Uh, that's one of those where you can say, wow, I never thought of that, but I'm glad the person asked the question, and now I know as well. Let's see. So-and-so and I have been going through the books, but I still have questions. Before we move on, I want to address questions as they arise. We want to do a quick claim deed, so I wanted to know if I can use a website that I think um, so-and-so gave me to do the transfer, or must I go to the courthouse? Now, I, here's what I would do. Um, with this being said, I will list the way I understand the process should go from first to last. Please check to see if the order, if the order is correct. I will, but what I would do is, is generally go to a paralegal or, a, or a, um, just a real estate professional. They, they know how, well, most of them know how to, how to put together a, um, a um, quick claim deed. Okay, U.S. or Canada, those people should know how to, 
put one together, pay them a few bucks, you know it's done right, there's not going to be any problems with it. And um, so I would just go there, make sure they know that the Trust One is the, uh, if it's your personal residence, make sure that they, uh, there may be a website that you can go to that make that can get it done very easily. If there is, I wish somebody would send me that website at mpgprotect at aol.com and let me know of it, U.S. and Canada, and I will uh, I'll, I'll, tran- I'll send that information out to people. Okay, but other to see your questions are call the bank to see if we tran. No, you don't need to call the bank. This is private. You don't need to make them aware. As they don't care who make, I've talked to dozens of bank managers and Mike and told them about the program and what we do. They say that's fine, but we we don't care who makes the payments. They're not even going to look at you twice as long as the payments are made on time. It's only if you um, if you get into trouble, then they're going to look in. If you're behind on payments, then they're going to start looking in. And the worst thing they can do, as Bill mentioned in the uh, at the la- at the Green last Green Bay seminar, the worst thing they can do is is give you a call on demand letter. Well. If that's the case, they should notify you first, saying, hey, what is this? The, uh, see, the mortgage they've got follows the property, so they're not that concerned about it. They're going to get their money out of that. Um, but um, they're going to get their money out of that. Um, but you can, you can have the trust as the owner. If they do, you, you do, a, do, if they do notify you and say, hey, why, how did this name get transferred on the blah, 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 on the title of the property? Um, you can just tell them. Uh, you can you can just quick claim it right back to yourself if they make a deal. We've never had anybody. We've had a lot of people that have done that. Um, they made their payments on times, never had a problem, and um, so we we uh, um, if something did happen though, quick claim it right back to yourself, and everything's cool again. Still protected. Just protect the equity. Schedule B one. Physically write the information on the sheets in our trust and LLC. You see. It all kind of ends all the rest of your questions. You, you create a quick claim deed. You go wherever you have to go. In the U.S., you go to the county courthouse, the, the, the records department, and you uh, you file a quick claim deed. In Canada, I'm not sure where it is, but I've had people tell me before, oh, Mike, it's no big deal here either. We go to this here recorder's office and file it. So, um, again, most states, as long as you are the beneficiary and the, and the um, trustee, they will they will continue the homestead uh, exemptions on that property. So make and in Canada, I was told, I think I was told that Alberta is that way. But check with your own province, okay, and make sure that, that you still have the homestead exemption. Probably sit down with a real estate person, buy them lunch, it's, it's, and, and just pick their brain for an hour, okay. That's how I did a lot of things. When Gene and I opened our two brokerage our, our, our offices in Chicago. We did estate planning and financial planning. When there was questions like that, I didn't know about, and I couldn't get a definite answer from an attorney or somebody who starts the clock ticking the moment you say hello. Um, I would I would take somebody out to lunch. If I wanted to learn about buying an automobile, hey, how much how much how much uh, markup do you really have in that? I would nonchalantly meet a guy and say, hey, let me take you to lunch. I got some questions about this car. I was thinking about. And ask them all kinds. Same with real estate. If you got any questions, find a realtor and say, "Hey, I've got some questions. I'm possibly looking for property in the area. Can we go to kind of buy you lunch?" And set up a time and a place and a day. Okay. This is so and so. I have your program with the STS. I have a few questions for you. And my trust one, the trustees are da 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 da. Are Mike Clark, 
her, her son. Uh, successor trustee is my other son. If I want to add anyone else as a trustee, my life partner, can I add him as well as well as a trustee? And if so, how do I do them? Do I add them with a meeting minutes order? And does that then just need to be signed by my son? Um, it's very simple to do. We've got everything put together for you. It's on your, um, they're on your CD. See, this shows me that people don't put that CD in their Oh, it's just a CD. Guys, there is, there is tremendous value in that CD. It, it's got all the blank documents for you. Take a look at it. Scroll down to the end. See what's in there. Read what's in there. But in there, you'll see it says um, um, add, uh, add additional something. Add and activate um, a new trustee. Remove existing trustee, add and activate new LLC manager, remove LLC manager. All four of those forms are in there. So you just put the CD in there, you scroll down. Now, if you've got an older program and it's not in there, just send me an, uh, an email, mpgprotect at aol.com, and um, we'll send you the four forms, okay? We'll send them with your trust name on and everything. You just print them up and three-hole punch them and put them in your in your trust uh, binder. Those trust binders are good size. They can hold a lot of minutes. They can hold a lot of uh, certificate changes. They can hold a lot of things in that trust. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Uh, let's see if I want to add anyone else. Okay. If if he is added, how does that work for doing business? Does each trustee have a have to sign for business. No, um, if you've got a business that's been protected by the uh, trust or the LLC, or if you've created a new business and put it and has it created a new LLC to do business or a new Canadian corporation, you can assign various. Uh, if it's a corporation, you're going to have probably a president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. If you've got an LLC, you'll have various members. But you can assign members to do specific tasks. One maybe is to keep track of all. Uh, of all business assets. Another one might be to do all the banking for the business. You don't want everybody's name on that on that banking account. Uh, maybe just one or two. <clears throat> but um, you can assign people for various tax. Maybe uh, depending on the size of your business. Um, um, maybe you have to deal with the union or something. One person can be assigned to, to dealing with the union or whatever it would be. And that's all you do. And you do that with a you do that with a simple minute order. We do hereby. Um, we do hereby. Act, uh, we do hereby appoint so and so as trustee to handle or cover or you know whatever your words doesn't have to be anything fancy uh, to do for the duties of banking for the duties of property management. <clears throat> you do it in your own words, but you just do a simple minute order, just so there's something in the trust documents that. Um, and revert back to that should anybody ever get to a position where they could question. In the LLC, we have set up again the two managers are, blah, blah, blah. Can I add my manager? <laughs> well, you don't have to add them in a minute order, your partner. Yeah, I think I just answered this one. Um, yeah, for right now, the two trustees would sign those those minute orders where you're adding a new trustee, a new possibly a new uh, manager as well. Um, 
And then, and then that you just keep it in your trust documents. Then if we add him and we want to do business and run from our LLC example by our home from our LLC, do we require everyone's signature? If you look in the trust indenture, first 12 pages of the trust one document, there's a thing in there about loans and stuff, but you can, you can basically, there's got to be proper collateral um, and... Um, you don't have. You, it says a majority of the trustees present must sign the uh, must sign the minute order. So if there's three of you and just you and your partner are present, you can sign it and make whatever adjustments you want to it, whatever changes. You can do whatever you want to your program with a majority of the signatures. If there's only two of you and one signs, that's a majority. Okay, that's close enough. You can one partner can make that change. Um, we are currency holders and want to be prepared when the RV happens. That's good. My son lives in another province, so I'm wondering if we need all signatures. If you've got your documents, yes, have, get all the signatures you can, especially your son. That's in a, his signature will be required on those documents, okay? Um, my STS program is mine, and I had set my son up as an additional trustee and manager. I'd like to add my partner. That's possible, and that's very good. You just do it with a minute order. He doesn't have to sign the existing documents. Keep that minute order in place. Some people get another. They put a special section in the back of their of their binder, and they just keep all their minute orders in in uh, in place there. Now let me tell you how people say, "Well, Mike, how do I number this minute order?" Let me tell you what I've done ever since I first started my construction company in 1978. I um, I saw that somebody else was doing it this way, and it made a lot of sense to me. Today is April 1st, 2015. So if I did a minute order today, I would the, the minute order number would be 0401-2015-001. Um, uh, or just no zero four zero one one five. So I know that it's the first day of April. To I can glance right at it and know exactly when I started it. April first, two thousand fifteen, and then I would put dash zero zero one, meaning it's the first minute order I did on that day. If I do another minute order on that day, for any other reason, it would be dash zero zero two. Okay, and that way it's real easy to keep track of. You can keep them filed good. And there's no um, no problems with it. So those are the questions that were sent in. Um, well, let me see now what we've got up here. Um, okay, let me get back. Okay. Also, I sent my MPG rep app on March 29th. I haven't heard it was received. I have at least one person ready to. Okay. If you haven't received that yet. I will get on the office tomorrow, and that rep app will be will be. Yeah, your rep app was you're you're fine. I'll I'll see that you get notification. You should have had notification. I remember now. You should have had notification by now. Okay, if not, just you will have notification tomorrow. I can assure you of that. Okay, Jeanette. Okay, if Trust One owns an operating corp, it can pass the net profits to T One since it is the member. Uh, corporation, I don't think, as a member. Um, it should be president, vice president, whatever. But they got a member, they got a member. And pay no tax, correct? 
if Trust One owns an or operating Canadian, I'm assuming you're meaning Canadian um, corporation, it can pass the net profits to Trust One, since it is the member, yes, and pay no tax, correct? Yeah, they, they've eliminated their tax obligation, as far as I know. Again, don't take my word for it on tax questions. Get in touch with Ed Gilmore, somebody that knows more than I do, just like a single-member single member LLC. The, the, the tax laws in certain areas are different in Canada than they are in the U.S., so I can't, but I would assume so. If you transfer all of the exist, uh, if you transfer the income to the trust, which is the shareholder, there should be no taxable obligation by the corporation. That should all be on the trust. Um, and I'm, I'm almost dead positive that's what Ed and Bill talked about and, and agreed to. Because it's that way in the U.S. too. The trust has the tax obligation then, and then the trust will not pay tax. It can either pay the taxes itself, which are pretty heavy, or it can it can give a. Um, I'm sorry. When I saw T1, I thought you meant uh, like K1 distribution, T1 or T3 or whatever it was. Um, but the trust then can either pay the taxes itself, and in the U.S. that's about 39.7 percent, uh, or it can disperse the profits. To, to the um, to the beneficiaries of the trust, so that the trust is, so that the beneficiaries are obligated to pay the taxes, and that's where I know they talked about. I know they talked about it, Ed and Bill, but I don't remember exactly what they said. Um, it's been a while back, so you're going to have to get with Ed, and he'll be able to help you with that. I know he can, um, and it was to your benefit too, by the way. I remember that much. Uh, we have been told by two banks and an accountant that in Canada you have to have a will. You do not have to have a will. I, I get so disgusted with these people, these professionals that give out the wrong advice. Yet the program wants you to invalidate wills. What do you do? First of all, you go back and you ask them. Show me where it says I must have a will. That is not a law, okay? Um, you can have a trust. You can have a will. You can have a, um, you know, you can have nothing. You don't have to have anything. But then basically everything's going to probate. But I don't, if I'm wrong about this in, in Canada, somebody send me the proof because I, I, I can't imagine. I don't know anywhere. Not in the U.S. you don't have to have a will. And if you have to have a will in, in, in uh, Canada, you know what you put in the will? Um, I do hereby leave everything to, and then put the name of your trust one. That will leads to probate. If attorneys have got to the point in Canada where they control you guys that bad, they've already got the notaries tied up, uh, tied up, and they can charge you fifty to sixty dollars um, to notarize a single page. My God, if they make you have a will, because that goes directly to probate. And I don't know what, the, what it is in Canada. The probate in the U.S., the average loss is 48% of, of an estate. It was a 38, 38 or 48% of an entire estate. And that's highway robbery. That's all probate is. It's a highway robbery. And if you have a will, that is a direct ticket, U.S. or Canada, to probate, okay? Somebody find out, if somebody would, find out the truth. And I think I'll probably hear from Lawrence first because he is, he is my key investigator. He, he gets me the laws, the contract laws, everything. He's great. Absolutely great. Okay, let's see if we have any more questions here. If you are listed as a beneficiary, oh, 
lot of people left the call. Why do they leave the call like that when we're not done yet? And don't tell me they're going to a denier call. I mean, that is the biggest joke in the world. If you are listed as a beneficiary on other people's accounts using personal name, um, should you change your name to the trust one name? Thanks. Yeah, the, uh, if you're a beneficiary, have them, have them make your trust a beneficiary. That's good. That's a good thing to do. Um, Tax-free anyway, whether it comes to you or the trust, but if it comes to you, somebody could try and grab it right away. If it goes to the trust, they don't even know the trust got it. So, yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm going to take a few calls now if anybody wants to um, touch in. Ed, if you're, uh, let's see, Ed, you might, not, you might be gone. I'm going to say, Ed, if you were still there and you knew the answers to any of those tax questions, I would appreciate it. I'm going to, if you have a question, press on the phone, press star 8, and uh, your, your little flag will come up, and I will click on you. it will have a number in it, and I'll start with one, which I'm doing right now, and this is Ohio. Hello, Ohio. Who is this? Hey, you know, it's me, brother. How are you? It's Nate. Who was you, Nate? How you doing, my friend? I'm good, thank you. I hope you're doing well and appreciate everything that you're doing once again. Uh, two or three things I wanted to bring up, and I've got a couple of quick questions. I don't want to take up too much time. Uh, I want to be clear when people, uh, just because you have earned $600 or less does not mean you don't have to report that. It just means you don't have to have a 1099. Uh, IRS is very tricky, and I say you've got to report all your income. It just doesn't have to be registered with a 1099 unless it's over $600. So just be aware of that. Okay. okay. So they want all the they want all the money. They don't care how much it is. <laughs> so uh, I was probably so, on that. <laughs> right, right. So the second thing I had was, uh, and I don't want to be long. UCC one or UCC. Are you talking about having uh, that lien against personal bank accounts as well? Yeah, the UCC includes checking accounts. Um, all of your personal assets, including your bank accounts, are can be protected by the lien. Okay, the, the, you've actually transferred those to the trust, but you have to physically acknowledge that by putting a, an assignment of income or a, a, a B4, B5, okay? A personal bank accounts could be under B4. You would just put down the name of the bank and the account number, or they could be an assignment of income. Or you could do or, both. Or both. Yeah. Or both. Which would be a better way to go. Okay. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. That's important. That's important to know because when you usually use a UCC, I'm familiar with just properties and things. But of course that is property. And that if you have those accounts, that UCC would be in first position. The second question I have that I think is very important, when people put their house in a trust Typically, the loan, if they have an, a loan against a mortgage on that house, that mortgage is still going to come in your personal name. So should the payments continue to be paid from the person's uh, personal account? Oh, I'm sorry, not personal account. Oh, yeah, personal account or from their personal income because when it comes to tax season, they're going to get their, okay, here's how much interest this individual paid. Because when you transfer it to a trust, that's fine, but the 
the bank doesn't care. They're they're going to send out that interest income statement or interest spending statement to the name of the individual. So as I see it, I'm thinking a person should still continue to pay those payments uh, through their personal accounts or however they do that, and then use the LLC to purchase things for the personal residence. Uh, maybe just a little clarity on that. Yeah, I've talked about that and I mentioned it on a number of occasions that if 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 in your mortgage you are still uh, the majority of your payment is going to interest, you might want to just continue to make the interest payments, uh, make the house payment yourself, and you get all those interest deductions. You're exactly right, um, but you can still protect all the equity in the house through a Schedule B one, but. Um, if it's got to the point where the maybe it's 50-50 or whatever, and you can always have the um, and the LLC is making the payments, you can always have the interest deducted by the LLC if you've assigned it over. So at least that's what I was told. Again, check with your real estate or tax professional; they'll know more about it than I will. But either way, you can somebody's going to get the interest deductions. But if the majority of your payment is interest, I I highly recommend to people that you know just transfer the equity, keep the payment, keep the house payment in your name, and, and continue to make it. Which is perfect, and that way it alleviates anybody from trying to take your house if you have a personal issue. The next question, uh, and I'm sorry for being long, but when you say uh, when a person has an oath of confidentiality, like an accountant, and there's a situation where they have to, uh, there might be an audit or something like that, they can't talk about what is the business of the day-to-day affairs of the trust, obviously, if they've seen that. How does that equate with uh, LLCs and things like that because it's owned by the trust? What can an accountant say or not say? Good question. Who's the audit on, Nate? Uh, that would be me. Yeah, that's what they're asking you about, your information. They're not, they can't ask you about the trust or the LLC because I'll send them a letter showing that the books and records are not subject to subpoena or review, which I've done before, and I shut it down right there. But as far as your personal goes, they can request your personal banking information. They can request um, you know, everything personal from you, what you guys spend personally. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And uh, I do want to get in that income special program that you had. And uh, it's very important, like I said, with these UCC ones, they're not our UCCs, uh, whether it be through the state, county, or federal. Uh, very important stuff. Very good information. And uh, I'm going to send you a paper that I read about how successor trustees should handle affairs should a, a, a trustee pass away and what the responsibilities are. I know you have things in place, but I think this could be a good addition. So I'll send that to you, okay? I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you, brother. All right. Uh, say hi to Mary for me. I will do that. Thank you. And you tell everybody I said hey. Thanks, brother. Um, okay. And now let me uh, let me just finish up with um, – let me just finish up. I know a lot of people have left the call, but, guys, if you know anybody that needs the protection, I promise you they need it. You don't want to hear – Six months from now, somebody that you know very well or care about, a family member or a friend, saying, man, they came in and they, they swipe money out of my account. I don't care if it's U.S. or Canada. Um, 
tell them about next Monday's call. Come on that call. If you're in a position to where you can get your program started now and, and finish paying by June 21st when the uh, tax season should be out of, out of the way with your tax returns, um, get your program started now. As of May 15th, it's going to going to stop there be it won't be uh, available anymore so um just uh get everything started now guys we've got a call here from let me get rid of Ohio here we've got a call from southern alberta hello who is this hello hello yeah uh, mike can you hear me i can hear you fine who is this okay i'm carl a newbie from calgary uh, calgary in alberta Hi, Carl. How are you? Thanks for coming on the call tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you. I have uh, just recently heard of the program and have once met James, spent uh, time every every day listening to one or two of your recorded calls, and, of course, yeah. there, come, there comes a point where it's time to move on. There's more information, but I can't expect to have all the answers before I get started. That's right. Uh, one... One important thing for me is to understand um, the essential one of the essential portions of a contract consideration. Mm-hmm. What is yes. consideration in the contract? Is it the the, the uh, trust certificates, or is it the initial payment when you uh, uh, make the application? Uh, I I would very much like to once I apply to try and get that UCC lien in place before I actually have all the documents and get them signed off. Let me help you do that, Carl. Okay, okay, please fill me in on... on, I I, I don't question anything that you've done and worked on for 16 years. I question myself on my own ability to understand the program quickly and and get it done right. And one thing I don't want to do is to make a mistake in the initial stages and have to backtrack and correct it and and uh, come to you or James or whoever else at Gilmore, whoever I need to talk to. Um, so <laughs> bear with me. Let me answer your question then. It's uh, And by the way, um, working with James, you've got a fellow that's top of the line there. He knows the program, him and Coral, backwards and forwards, and uh, he can, he'll give you the right. Uh, and if he's got any questions that, that he's not particularly positive on, he'll contact me and, and you'll get it yeah. from me or you can... Uh, but anyway, um, the consideration, you hit it right on the button. There's a there's case law that says, and I was going to have it in front of me tonight, and I don't know where I left my book. I probably left it in Canada somewhere, um, my book on all of my case law. But there's case law out there that says that only in a pure trust, I'm just paraphrasing now, only in a pure trust is are the trust, the trust certificates so powerful that they are valid consideration in a contractual agreement. Yeah, so I don't is, I don't have those for thirty days. So no, no, that doesn't You've really you've really got them the instant you start your program. They're okay. not physically delivered in your hand, but they're okay. they're part of the trust. So you have them. And what we'll do within the when we get your application, you get it in tomorrow. When we get your application, we will um, within a week you'll have the living trust document that you need to go down to the bank and open your Trust One bank account, okay? And um, we'll also send you the um, the UCC lien um, for Washington, D.C. It takes you 15 minutes, and you can do it all online, and it uh, costs only $36.50. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have I have no 
no money in my personal bank account to be um, the shareholders of a corporation. That's the problem, I am told. And and the corporation has some funds, but it would probably be best if I pay with a, a credit card of my own, wouldn't would it not, as opposed to using absolutely. Using the yeah, you're okay. absolutely right. You're absolutely I, right. Because, use your because the contract is between whoever is the uh, creator, I forget the name of the person, and me personally, and not the corporation that I'm a shareholder of. So I would think I should be paying. And then I, can, right. get a re- I can get a refund from the company. To, to make up the difference, I just never keep any money in my own personal bank account for various reasons. But um, you're, a man, you're a man after my own heart, Carl. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be um, um, meeting online here on and off, I'm sure. I, I've been on every one of your calls since I heard about it, and oh. it had to be a very good reason for me not to be here. There is so much to learn, and and um, I, I have tried three different ways to do this, and this is the first time I really feel comfortable that I can actually get it done. Let me, let me mention it about something you said earlier. You're right. You can learn. You can learn so much about it. You can you can read all the books you want on flying an airplane, but until you get behind that in the cockpit and you uh, and you, you have the guts to yeah. yep. and and start driving it. <laughs> yep. Once you start living your life as a business, things will start falling into place. And after about in six months to a year, you'll know this program as well as I do. Some people sooner. They just really yeah. get into it. It's so interesting, you know. Yeah, well, I'll have to try and get uh, in touch with Ed Gilmore. I've got some some things I've got to get done here. I don't want to talk about an open call, but uh, I, but I, 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 I definitely want to before I make any take any steps to get some things sorted out uh, for the benefit of myself, but primarily for the benefit of my my dear wife. Um, I uh, well, I want to I want to get protected first and and um, and once I know and feel comfortable with that then I will have the guts to to take the next step and and mm-hmm. uh, without mentioning exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, we'll be looking forward to receiving your app. Then you take care of that, my friend. Okay. Okay, I won't necessarily get it done tomorrow, but it'll be done within within the next few days. I I'm oh, going to right. try and get a hold of James again here and see if I can have one more meeting with him. And by the way, we have several people that I've spoken to here that are interested in your program, and some of them have been listening to your call as well. So um, I hope to bring some more people along. So you're in the Calgary area? Yes, I do. Yeah, we're looking to get out there in uh, in May, Salt Lake City, and then up into Calgary and uh, um, Red Deer, Edmonton, that whole area there, and then uh, even possibly yeah. over to Vancouver. So, all right, Charles. With you, if you're going to be in the area, uh, James has a uh, seminar on May the second, which I've signed up for. So, anyway, okay. no, you probably won't be there, but um, no, I won't be in the area. Whenever you're in the area, I will we'll, um, uh, come and say hi to you. Beautiful. I'd love to meet you. And that's one of the best parts. I get the thanks, Carl, for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Um, that's one of the nicest things, guys. That the uh, so many people and and Anil, I don't know if you're on the call tonight. If not, I got I got to text you. But we had never met. I thought I had had seen him before, met him at a seminar, but I guess I didn't. But I was so glad to meet you face to face at the seminar, Anil. And I wanted to talk to you afterwards, but you were you were gone, maybe because you were in the back. But guys, that's a wonderful part of it. I get to put with um, faces with voices and faces uh, with emails and. And it was just great to meet uh, 
Paul and Irene and Luke and, and just so many. And Vivian was there again, and she didn't even say hi when she walked up to the front to ask me the question. I thought it was her, but I wasn't positive. So anyway, guys, with that, oh, here, I think Nate's got one more thing to say. Nate, hello. This is Ohio. Who is this? Oh, it's a different Ohio. Who's on the call? No, this is, this is Nate. Oh. Just real quick, I have to tell you, this guy who was on the call, he, don't hesitate. Uh, his question, he was so sincere, I tell you, you got to do this. But um, the question I had was, uh, I sent you some emails on some UCC forms. If you could take a look at them, make sure they're filled out correctly. I'll do it. All right, Appreciate brother. it. But, yeah, brother, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, guys, um, do just what Carl said. Uh, procrastination is the number one killer of success. You're never going to know everything. You can read all your books on bicycle, but until you get on that seat, you take put your feet on the pedals, you don't know how to balance yourself, do you, from reading the book. So you've got to learn. And, guys, it's the same with this. The key is that the moment we receive your application, you're protected. So with that, it's the bewitching hour again. Uh, I want to thank each one of you for taking the time to come on the call. God bless each one of you. And um, we'll go from there. Next Monday, we'll be here with that very important call. So. See you next Monday. Good night, Dan. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.